Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the Financial Times in London, this is Hard Currency. I'm Katie Martin. Dark clouds are gathering around the US dollar, while other central banks, most notably in Europe, are clearly looking for the exits from crisis-era policy. Here to discuss what this all means with me is Stephen Gallo, FX strategist from BMO Capital Markets. Stephen, thanks for coming in. Thank you. So the European Central Bank has had a change of thoughts, had a you know a change of heart about what it needs to do with its bond purchases. Today it dropped its easing bias. What does that mean in real life? I think it means that they're slowly and subtly heading for the exit door as far as outright purchases, quantitative easing is concerned. But they're trying to do it in, as I said, the subtlest or the gentlest of ways. It's been very clear before in the past that a strong euro or euro appreciation is something that they want to prevent or at the very least have it occur at a modest pace. It's a little bit difficult, I think, for them because the eurozone has a massive current account surplus. And by our calculations, the euro is cheap. It's below equilibrium. Um, you know, it's it's not the market's problem that Italy shares a currency with Germany. That's that's Europe's problem. So we still think the euro is going up. The ECB is managing the appreciation. Uh, we had one confirmation rally, I suppose, today and in the first half and the first quarter of, of 2018, given the ECB's normalization stance, we expect that there'll be a further confirmation rally in the euro in the second half of the year as they change their guidance again and then prepare markets for the end of QE. So the nuts and bolts of what they've actually said in the latest policy meeting is we're not going to commit to necessarily buying more bonds in the event that inflation doesn't reach target. They've left their powder dry. They can still do it. Do you think that's part of, you know, we've all learned since the big taper tantrum of 2013 that you don't want to overcommit because the markets can run much faster than the fundamentals do and then you get yourself in a pickle. Yes, well, notice he said that they could still continue net purchases at a pace of $30 billion beyond September if needed. I think one issue that they have to deal with is the scarcity issue. And I think they've dealt with that today by indicating that they probably will not do any more than $30 billion in net purchases per month uh, after September. But he's also indicated, the ECB has also indicated, I should say, that they could do $30 billion beyond September as a way, I think, of, of doing what you just said, sort of keeping markets calm and trying to prevent a taper tantrum. If there is a deterioration in the outlook for political reasons or any other reason, um, they could still conceivably continue at a pace of, of $30 billion per month after September, and that would mean delaying the taper. So that's still an option that's on the table. Now, if there's a central banker anywhere who can do one thing but get markets to do the opposite in a way that suits him, it's Mario Draghi, right? He has this knack of being able to soothe markets that some other central bankers just don't seem to possess. Maybe he's just been lucky, but, you know, do you think he can pull this off? He has, a, he has a definitely a way with words. Uh, I, 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 would, I, would, I would say that. Um, but, I mean... Look, it's it, many people, both in life and in policy, delay the inevitable. 
right? They delay the inevitable when it comes to realization of the truth. So they hide behind the facts and delay the recognition of the truth. People do that. Um, Policymakers delay decisions. So really, that's what it is. It's a delayed decision. The euro is going up. Um, it's just a question of, of when, not if. Yeah, and then it's a question of when the pips start to squeak almost. I mean, when he was talking about the general economic situation in the Eurozone, Mario Draghi was very much saying today, look, if there's a risk, it's external. It's from trade. It's from deregulation of financial systems potentially outside the Eurozone. This, to me, struck me as Draghi very clearly saying US trade policy is our problem as well. And we have a right to express opinions about it. You know, typically, if they get a question in the Q&A session about another country's politics, they kind of brush it aside and say, well, that's not really for us to worry about. He is worried about the exchange rate that formed part of his prepared remarks, if I remember rightly, at the start of his press conference today. And so what happens to trade policy and what happens to the dollar matters to Mario Draghi. Do you think this is going to be the start of a bigger pushback from monetary policymakers? We've had a political pushback in terms of the the steel tariffs and whatnot from Trump. Do monetary policymakers around the world start singing the same tune? Mm. Well, the first comment I would make on the exchange rate, you you mentioned the euro. He's worried about the exchange rate. The fact of the matter is the euro is cheap. Right. And so it's it's tough to be worried about your currency going up when it's cheap already. So um, that doesn't really put him in a very strong position on the notion of trade wars and trade hype and the headlines coming out of the Trump administration at the moment. I do think Mario Draghi has a point in what he said about the impact of a trade of a change in trade policy on business conditions and the overall economy. The issue with these tariffs, uh, you know, of course, I'm not just referring to steel and aluminium because they're very small portion of the pie across the board tariffs that are really meaningful. That would be a dramatic shift in U.S. trade policy. And it's not a paradigm that businesses and economic agents have had to operate in for a very long time. And I think what Mario Draghi is expressing is that if there's a radical change in policy, it could have an impact on business conditions, on business investment, on hiring. It could even have an impact on tax receipts, whether, you know, when you're talking about the federal deficit. It's all an issue that could weigh on growth and contribute to downside growth risks, not only in the Eurozone, but in the United States, too. And that's why, I mean, to swing it back around to exchange rates again, that's why, you know, even though the textbook definition of tariffs and their impact is that what they do is they cause import substitution, they cause a smaller trade deficit over time, and it's positive for the economy and the, and the currency. That may well be true. But in the short run, in the short run, it would trigger so much uncertainty, those types of across the board tariffs, that we think it would be negative for the dollar in the short run. Well, yes. And, and he also alluded to this, you know, typically, these sorts of bouts of geopolitical heebie-jeebies make people rush to the US dollar because, you know, it's a haven. Maybe that script doesn't play out this time. Maybe it all works completely differently. Do we know what the script is for this particular bout of nerves? We don't really know. I think if we see a radical change in trade and economic policy, though, the first thing I think that we would have to consider is that businesses would get worried. 
and that could have an impact on demand and just general economic activity and possibly even the stock market. That would be bad. At what point do the really heavy-hitting reserve managers start to get worried about this sort of thing? Um, I would say in addition to a decline or a deterioration in business conditions and business confidence, the second thing we would have to worry about is holders of dollar-denominated assets. A radical change in trade policy that doesn't really have a well-thought-out script and is not really being telegraphed properly or in a coherent fashion could worry holders of dollar-denominated assets. And that's not the sort of thing they come out and announce. That just sort of drip, drip happens over time. And then we'll look back in a few years and think, well, that's actually what they were worried about. Yes, at some point, there's an inflection point and people shift their investment policies. Mm -hmm. So those are the two things that I would be worried about from a dramatic shift in trade policy. One is the the hit to business confidence and, and business conditions and possibly even financial markets. And then the second would be what do holders of dollar denominated assets do? Now, it's not just the eurozone that is affected by all this, of course. The Canadian dollar has also been looking a little jittery in response to what's been going on with the the trade rhetoric from the US. What's the outlook there? What we did over the last few days or so is we upgraded our forecast for dollar CAD, so lower CAD profile um, by a few cents on the basis not so much of uh, the impact of these tariffs, uh, steel and aluminium, uh, um, impacting the Canadian dollar or the Canadian economy negatively, but really because of what we think it means for the tone of the NAFTA negotiations. What we had been expecting before was an amicable break in the discussions ahead of the Mexican elections over the summer. We now don't think that the discussions will break as amicably. And in fact, there could be some pretty significant headline risk over the coming months, uh, such that it raises doubts that the um, NAFTA negotiations will end amicably this year, mm-hmm. later this year. Um, so, you know, again, to, to, to just to, to rewind and re- or reiterate, we don't think that the tariffs w- would have an impact dramatically on the Canadian economy, but we do think that there may be a change in tone coming from the Trump White House regarding the NAFTA negotiations. A change in tone from the Trump uh, Twitter account as well. It, mm-hmm. it pays to keep a close eye on that, right? That's all we've got time for today, but thanks so much for coming in. You can stay informed at ft.com slash markets.